You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson and Mon, who's sipping on a hot, warm drink this morning. And uh, it actually makes me feel a little bit cozy just knowing that there are hot drinks available out there in the world because it's kind of stormy outside. It's a little bit rainy. Yeah, the weather is terrible today. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't say terrible. It's, um, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, no, I mean, terrible. the way in which it could get worse is there could be more rain and more wind and more cold. Yeah. But it's currently all of those things. Rainy, windy, cold coldy. So <laughs> if you don't like those things, if you share that disdain the same as I do, hey, give us a call, 0491-064-669. Call us, text us. Let us know how you feel. And also about move the away from Melbourne. Yeah, but but so. we're not in Melbourne. I know, but I'm just saying, if you hate all those things, you quit yeah, doing this to yourself. The city is... I, I am you a love huge Melbourne. fan I know, of you are. City. You are a little Melbourne fan. Melbourne. Just, just like I'm a massive fan of the Los Angeles Lakers. No. And LeBron. No, no, LeBron. I'm, I'm the biggest LeBron James no, fan of all time. Oh, wow. Just and everywhere he goes, guy. he brings the weather with him. No, he doesn't. And that oh, weather is the weather of victory. Do you know what I want to talk about? Uh-huh. What do you want to talk about this morning? Where the radio station is transmitted in oh, a little yo. place called Westbury, Tasmania. Oh. I was just there. You were just in Westbury. Yeah, I was. Wow. And it was really cool. Like, we were driving through it, and I was like, oh, I know this place because I've seen it on the list of places that we broadcast. Oh, Faith FM. nice. So you yeah. decided to do a shout-out this morning. Shout-out to my, my people in Westbury, which is right next to uh, Dale Lorraine, I think it's called. I love that place as well, mm-hmm. too. That's mm-hmm. where they have the church there. And that's where I spent the weekend. Mm. Well, I drove through Dale Lorraine, and then we spent the weekend uh, near D- Devonport, Devonport, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Devonport. And it was really cool, and I loved it. I had a wow. great time. And the weather was cold, but not miserable. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We are in the studio today, and Lawson's very upset about the current basketball situation that he's dealing with, and he's trying to find avenues of... Relief and support, but the best way to get over that is to read the clue. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. wow, really driving the knife knife into my beloved Utah Jazz. Insert the dagger and twist, yeah. my friend. Oh, yo, isn't it crazy? Is Blake Lawson and Mon with a BLM team? Have you ever have you ever thought about that? No, I've never thought. Yeah, we our team our team name. You know, with with Shell, it's like LBS. Yeah, that's right. True. We're, we're the pound team. Now we're the, we're the BLM team. Awesome. I'm, I'm probably going to leave it there because if I go any further, I will get cancelled. You are listening to The Breakfast Show. We have our first clue for the quiz this morning. What city am I? What city am I? All right, guys. Jonathan told, told Saul that David wasn't present at the New Moon Festival because he had gone to this city. Ooh. Oh, so this that's is a specific. So this is some drama that happened. David went to the city instead of going to the New Moon Festival. That's like best friend drama. Well, yeah. It was it was cool. It's it's a high level of drama. Yeah. But we you know the John, high, Jonathan looking out for for David. Do you here. know the highest level of drama? Oh, I'm going to say. You going to say it? I'm going to say it. Uh-huh. Baby mama drama. Mm-hmm. There's no higher level. There's no higher level. We see this uh, throughout the Bible as well, too. Um, Absolutely. It's definitely supported. Yeah. I'm thinking about the double baby mama drama 
when the two women go to King Solomon. Yo. High level drama. And Double and baby like, mama drama. Cut this thing Well, one of them was half. like, yeah. cut it in half because she was an evil, evil human being. The other one was like, uh, no, don't do that don't. because it's my baby. Mm. And I want it, I'd rather be alive and raised by this terrible human. This psycho. Yeah. Than to be cut in half. And then Solomon's like, I knew that all along. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah. What a genius. He's super wise. Yeah. yeah. One of the wisest OG moves in, uh, in the Bible there. I, I love that story. I haven't been to a new moon festival, but I've been to a moon cake festival, which is not Jewish. It's Chinese. Yes. And I, I don't... Do you like I, moon cakes? I don't. I do not like moon cakes. You got to be like real committed to get they're, the moon cakes. They're, they're not, a weird they're not, thing. They're not good. I, and, but they think that they're good. Yeah. They're like, oh, these are amazing. And then you're eating and you're like, yeah, I'm going to be busy. Controversial opinion. I mean, I always appreciate getting invited to those things, but eating them, I'm usually left dissatisfied. I had a mooncake in Beijing and I questioned what I was doing with my life. And and I, you know what I was really doing? I went there, I'm eating the mooncake and everyone's like giving me the thumbs up. And all I'm trying to do is not throw up in the restaurant. Like, I'm just like, mm, okay. Yummy. Just keep it down. Keep it down. You know, like, but man, whew, that was an experience. That's tough. That was. I, I know. Experience. I totally know how you feel when people cook for you and it's not that good, but you'll persist through. But this is the thing, guys. We're trying to help you with that problem because our prize for this week is none other than the book. No. We Don't Only Eat Carrots, Plant-Based Food for Humans by Leah Jones. Does it say for humans? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Because we're not rabbits. We're no, humans. No, we're not. So, Plant-Based Food for Humans, Leah Jones, No, We Don't Only Eat Carrots. That is the prize for this week, which will be drawn tomorrow. So, these are your last opportunities to get in for the quiz. And again, that clue was Jonathan told Saul that David wasn't present at the New Moon Festival because he had gone to the city. Now, if you don't get it correct, you'll have more chances. Right. So This is the first so just, clue. So just keep keep listening. If you get it right now, you'll get 500 An points. amazing amount of points. But That's a lot of points. Yeah, just have at it. What would you do with so many points? I oh, just, I would... If I had that many points, I would... Create an indoor swimming pool and swim in them, like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. with points. But with points. Yeah, uh, but it's essentially like the wealth of Dubai and points. So I would create the Burj Khalifa out of with my points, but in the middle of Australia. Wow, I would move. I would make my own Dubai in the middle of Australia. Could did, wouldn't you have to like dig a hole and fill it with water and then yes. And then but that's, back that's the sand. amount of points that we're giving out. 0491-064-669. You can do whatever you want with them Hey, once you get them. What's, what's going on in the world of positively different news? There's a lot of different things. And I've got two stories here. One is about your feet and the other is about a river. Which one do you want My first? My feet. Yep. Which one do you want first? Feet or river? Feet. Okay. So, well, it's not specifically about your feet. Oh. But this is about an entrepreneur who has designed a shoe that expands as children grow. Yeah. Wow. Now, for some of you who are listening and you're thinking to yourself, what is going on, right? They have developed a brand new shoe. And this is an, it's, it's in India. And the uh, company is called Aretto, right? Uh-huh. The shoe is designed by, ooh, I'm not 
going to be able to say it. Satyajit Mittal and his childhood friend Krutika Lal. And basically they've knitted, they're like knitted uppers designed with all the qualities a parent would want their kid's shoe to have. So it's, it's like a kid's shoe. They have durability, flexibility, and washability. And what happens is the toe, the end of the toe, is made with like a rubber uh, part that mm-hmm. then as the child's foot grows, it can go up to three sizes bigger, right? Mm. So the toe is split. So the toe is wrapped around kind of like an Adidas shoe that's got the rubber the rubber toe at the mm-hmm. end, right? Yep. But this one's split up, and it's mm. split into different pieces. And so as the foot grows, it can go three different sizes. So instead of having to buy three different shoe sizes along the way, they only have to buy the one shoe for the three sizes. Now, this is an interesting fact. Between the age of zero and three years of age, children's feet size changes every three months. Mm-hmm. So you need to rough, you need roughly 15 sizes between zero and nine before attaining the final foot size at 13 years old, right? So we figured out the problem. This is what they said. We figured out the problem that while feet grow, their shoes do not. Mm-hmm. So instead of having to get 15 different pairs of shoes... There's, I think, maybe just three or four or five. I think five is the, the amount, the total, between mm. zero and 13 years of age. Now, that would not have worked for me because at 13 years old, I think I had a size maybe 14 <laughs> in U.S. men's. So uh-huh. that didn't work very wow. well. But, uh, and, then, and then by the time I was 14 years old, I had a size 17. So that's crazy. These shoes would not have worked. However, it is a cool idea because I have bought a bunch of shoes for my kids as they've grown. And it is really annoying that like you buy them these really nice pairs of shoes and they're like, Hey dad, my toes are popping out. And you're like, I feel like I just bought those. Mm. What are we going to do now? Uh, I'd love, I'd love to know if these things are expanding, like in regards to durability, you know, how, because, because when you take something, any material from solid to expanding, then you would have some type of, like, I feel like it would be way more susceptible to wear and tear. They look pretty cool. The whole bottom is like a big, like, foam rubber protective bottom. And then that's the part that expands with the knit oh. in between it. So, like, it's very protective. Like, I, I looked at the shoes and I actually mm. like the design a lot. It's got the foam rubber. Like foam rubber bottoms. Yeah, Dude, I love that. That's yeah. that's like the that's the fresh style right now. So the shoes are only like twenty two to thirty one dollars. Oh, cheap too. Yeah, wow. and available internationally. You just got to buy them online. So Aretto's, if you're thinking about those, uh, we're not associated anyway, but it is kind of a cool idea. Mm-hmm. The whole purpose is they dissolve in water after your infant outgrows them, saving space in landfills. Wait, 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 wait. What happens if it's raining? Well, you don't have the shoes very long, I guess. <laughs> okay, I'm I was I was so into this and now I'm I'm feeling betrayed. Uh, but I thought you love like not filling up landfills. Yeah, but but like water, like why can't we use some kind of acid or something? <laughs> why has it gotta be water? Water's everywhere. Of course you walk through water, especially as a kid. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I think I, love it, I think it dissolves puddles. after a long period of time. Oh, okay. Okay. So, oh no, yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll we'll see. It's interesting. What do you think about these shoes? Texas at oh four nine one oh six four six six nine. I want interest. I'm interested to see if you 
think this is a good idea to have shoes that grow with your kids' feet. Wow. And I, th- I like the idea of not filling up landfills. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a cool thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how the whole the dissolvable thing works, but yeah, and maybe it could work. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You are enjoying the beautiful breakfast show while I'm enjoying a spicy chai. And it is pretty uh, sizzly down the throat. I'm enjoying mm. it. Thank you, Mon, for making that for me. It's Lawson and Blake here in the studio with Mon making chais for some of us. Mm. I enjoyed some smash av this morning. I did see that. That was donated to me by Monica. Wow, she takes care of us. She's really looking. Just walked in us. here. You're eating smashed up. I'm, I'm, I'm eating a pie and uh, I'm getting a chai, chai and a pie, chai and a pie, chai and a pie on the BLM team show this morning. <laughs> You're listening to the breakfast show. Wow. And we have Please another clue for the quiz. Here we go. Rachel died on the way to this city. Ooh. Oh, it's a bit of a downer. Yeah, it's a bummer. Hey, if you know who this is, though. If you know where this is, if you know what city this is, oh. 0491-064-669. Again, that clue was Rachel died on the way to the city. And speaking of food, speaking of smashed abs, speaking of all things plant-based, we are giving you the book, No, We Don't Only Eat Carrots, Plant-Based Food for Humans by Leah Jones. 0491-064-669. I really like how it, it's very specific. Mm-hmm. It's for humans. Of course. This isn't food for non-humans. This is plant-based food for humans. Yeah, we don't give it away dog food. No. I, well, clearly not, because mm. that would usually have meat in it. So Yeah. I, I don't even know if there is plant-based food for dogs, actually. Why not? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do it. Okay. That's my innovation. <laughs> That's the market I'm going to go into. You're listening to The Breakfast Show, and speaking <laughs> of markets... We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about China this morning. Uh, we're gonna be talking big market. We're go- yeah, a very big market. We're gonna be talking about some stuff happening in the technological world in China that I just found interesting, but also in the religious world as well, and how people Chinese people have found asylum in the United States after a very hectic, uh, st- a very very hectic time in Thailand. But before we get into it, uh, before we get into that, Alibaba, which is probably the biggest tech company. Didn't that guy disappear? Jackie Ma. Yeah. Did they ever find him again? I don't think so. Yeah, that, I, that's a big story. It's a huge story. The, the, a billionaire disappearing because he disagreed with the Chinese government. And then he was like, on vacation. I'm doing my little air quotes with my fingers here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, look, I don't know if he's found again, but he definitely disappeared for a while. Mm-hmm. Scary stuff. Well, Alibaba has just announced that it's going to be releasing its own AI that will do a whole host of things. Do you think it will reveal the whereabouts? The, the of whereabouts its and location. Innovative and, and you leader? write into it like. That would be like if Elon Musk just disappeared. Yeah. Like, that's how big he was in China. Mm. That's crazy. Well, Ali, well, this. Um, this announcement that I was reading, Jackie Ma didn't have any comment or anything to say, so I'm going to assume that he is still not there. Right. He's he's still missing. He's just out and about. You know, he's either out and about or he's not doing very much. That's 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 usually how he it goes. May not with, know anything with people disappearing. But Sadly. yeah, uh, Alibaba has said that it is releasing its own AI now. Given Alibaba's reputation on. Uh, 
everything. Quality of product, especially like what we get here in Australia, because in China, Alibaba is essentially Amazon, but here in Australia, it's like knockoff eBay. Well, there's difference between Alibaba Express and then Alibaba. Alibaba is really for retailers to buy in bulk. That's yeah. what it's actually yeah. for. Uh, so it's like the wholesale. It's like Amazon for wholesalers, mm-hmm. essentially. The thing that I found was interesting about this is Goldman Sachs, which yeah, is the big investment firm and whatnot. They were commenting on just the rate of because it's like you know each big company is making its own AI. AI could replace up to a, an equivalent of three hundred million full time jobs in just Alibaba. Not no, only in like Alibaba, on the, in like, the world, like in the world, yeah. 300 million adults. Well, a lot needs to be done because let me tell you, I had to call the bank yesterday and they had a, a voice recording on yeah, there and I wanted to like throw my phone against school, the wall. The old school, like... They're like, what would you like? Tell us in these words. And yeah. then I said it and they're like, did you mean this? And I was like, no, no, no. I want to talk to a human. So, yeah, but that's not like, that's not even AI. That's just... It just hears your voice, and it's just got a list of options. It can't actually yeah. respond. That'd be crazy. What if you did start calling the banks, and the bank AI was just running the banks? That well, that's that's what, that's what Google proved, right? So they they had already made a bot last year that had the ability to realistically have a phone call conversation <laughs> and in real time be able to talk to you, and you know that so, scares me. Which is which is scary. Uh, you know what else is scary but has an incredible result was – so there was a group of Chinese church members who had moved – gone over to Ch- uh, to Thailand from China to seek asylum there. Okay. Uh, because they were being persecuted. They were a part of a church called the Mayflower Church, which is going to become a very – relevant name it was also it had two names it was this uh it was the shenzhen reformed holy church but then the other name that they used for it was the mayflower church now keep keep that mayflower name well that's the name of the ship that's right they went to the united states keep that name in mind now they go to thailand they're spending time in thailand and they're working out okay what's our next move because they're being persecuted by the government for their what they believe their faith and they're going to get thrown in jail by the chinese the thai authorities find them and then put them in jail in Thailand what? and beat them what? and do all terrible things to them. Oh, no. As really, really awful. But then this story got worldwide attention of, like, particularly through it, the pastor who was detained as well. His name is uh, Bob Fu, Pastor Fu. He, you know, put the call out there. And essentially a human rights group called China Aid, which is based in Texas in the United States. Where? That just plays out in my head. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where's the location for China Aid? Well, not down there near El Paso. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Texas. So they stepped up and worked out a deal with the Thai authorities, and all of these Chinese people, 63 of these Chinese Christians, are getting on planes and finding full asylum in the United States. Which is like a tr- it's trending right now to find asylum in the United States if you're mm. from... Literally anywhere. You yeah. just have to go to Mexico and walk across the border. Absolutely. Well, this is this is the 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 problem that they face is is being able to get the credentials and the visas and whatnot to get over there, particularly when you're being persecuted by the Chinese government. 
you know, for what right. you believe, you know, they, they, they aren't very inclined to help you escape by giving you a visa to the United States. But yeah, China Aid was able to do a deal with the American, the US government, okay. the Thai government, and these people are able to find asylum there, which three-way is three way team trade, three team trade, three team trade, okay. which is so awesome because again, their church is called the Mayflower. Right. And these people are crossing the seas to the new world. Wow. Of the United States and finding asylum there from religious persecution, which is exactly what happened when the Mayflower and the Puritans sailed from Europe yeah. to the United States. And probably an equal amount of paperwork is net is really needed because right now you basically if you want if you really want to go to America, you literally just walk across there's I mean it's an open border essentially. Mm-hmm. From the, the way I would go, yeah, from but then like I don't know if you're just in like an illegal, yeah. Then you know what happens? What happens? They put you on a bus and then send you to a sanctuary city where they set you up with like job opportunities, housing, uh, access like to medical. It, it is like I mean, why wouldn't you do it if you were living in a difficult situation? I probably would, but mm. I don't know if I'd want to live in America. To be honest, yeah, neither. I I love living in Australia, even Absolutely. though I was thinking about it yesterday. <sighs> I have to repent about what Australia does have mountains. Yeah, of course. But yesterday I was like pretty adamant they don't. So I looked at some mountains. I was like, eh, they got the yeah, snowy pretty mountains. Big. Yeah, yes. I was like, okay, fair enough. So I just want to say I want to publicly apologize to mountains everywhere in Australia, mm-hmm. though you're small in stature. You're still very real. You're big and hot. Yeah. And you're still a mountain when I'm flying down that thing on my snowboard. Yeah. Doing tricks. You know, we, we, <laughs> we're doing we, a stale fish we'll, off the back 1080. That's right. We'll, I'll prove those <laughs> things. Backside 1080 stale fish. When, when, I'm, when I'm running a cool 65 kilometers on my board down those hills, I'll prove yeah. that, that they are real. Oh, finally. Oh, I didn't get to talk about this. We, we, we're, we're, we're running out of time here. I don't quite have the time to talk about this. But essentially, as I said, uh, attacks on churches have tripled in the last quarter of well, the first quarter what? of 2023 in the United States. So, yeah, as we're seeing immigration there, we're also seeing uh, lots of interesting things take place. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And uh, we are going to have another clue for the quiz. So, number three for the day. Elimelech and Naomi lived in this city. Ooh. Elimelech and Naomi lived in this city. Bruce and Liz have already gotten it correct. Congratulations. And yeah, guys, get your answers in, whether they're correct, incorrect. Just go for it. What city am I? Elimelech and Naomi lived in this city. 0491 064. Six six nine. I really like that name, Naomi. Mm-hmm. Elimelech, a little bit. That'd be tough to deal with at school, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Naomi, I like that name. It's a very, very soft, beautiful name. I like it. Mm. Uh, I, I'm thinking as well too. It looks like uh, maybe Bruce and Liz got that answer correct. Yes. Wow. Yes. I'm I'm pretty impressed. Okay, good stuff. All right, we have with us on the phone this morning. John Ashton. John, can you hear us? John, are you there with us? Uh, yes. 
Oh, there we go. Yes. Yes. Yes, Good morning, John. How are you? Yes. Well, thanks. Excellent. Good morning. We are here looking at some beautiful creation out the window, and it just reminded me of you. Uh, Whenever I think about creation uh, and the creator, I think about some of the uh, some of the books that you've written as well too. And wanted to talk to you about some creation science uh, this morning. Do you have any anything insightful for us uh, and for our listeners about creation? Yes, certainly. Well, um, just uh, recently there's been um, some articles on the news about astronomers observing a uh, uh, a supernova, or that is a violently exploding star. <laughs> um, and there's one they've observed just uh, recently. Um, but one of the fascinating things is that um, the uh, supernova, uh, when they uh, explode, actually provides some very interesting evidence for a young universe. And this is something that is perhaps not widely known because a lot of the time we sort of have a tendency to think, well, because uh, we see the stars um, a billions of light years away, and that's a, a measure of distance on the basis of, uh, of light travel, the speed of light. Uh, and we need to remember that the, the speed of light that we use in our calculations is actually the average of the two-way speed of light. Okay. And uh, we, we know when we, we look at um, uh, physics uh, in terms of an observer, that uh, it's only an assumption that light travels at the same speed in all directions relevant to a observer. And, and we actually don't know what the one-way speed of light is. So in actual fact, we, no one has ever measured, well, it's impossible for scientists to actually measure the actual one-way speed of light. And the limitation on this is due to the, the hands uh, back simultaneity equation. And in that equation, one of the um, uh, coefficients, Einstein made an assumption that it had the value of 0.5. But it may, in actual fact, have a a range of values between 0 and 1. Anyway, we're getting fairly technical now, but it's something that people don't realise. But the other thing is that the exploding, uh, the supernova and their remnants are actually very, very powerful evidence for a young universe. And, and I'll explain why. So when the, uh, these stars explode and they uh, produce um, these uh, remnants, supernova remnants, mm-hmm. we can actually um, uh, measure this. So according to uh, the, the predictions of, uh, of what uh, happens, um, uh, for example... When a, a star explodes in this way, there's a huge expanding cloud of uh, debris. Okay. Um, an example of this uh, that was observed, for example, is the Crab Nebula in the constellation of Taurus. Um, and that was produced by a supernova that was actually so bright that it was actually observed during the day for a few weeks back in the year 1054. And so scientists have actually uh, studied data and according to their model, uh, the supernova remnant should reach a diameter of about 300 light years after about 120,000 years. So if our galaxy was billions of years old, we should be able to observe 
many supernovas uh, of that sort of size. Right. But if our galaxy is only 6,000 years old or thereabouts, uh, no supernovas would have had time to have reached this size. So the number of observed supernovas of a particular size is an excellent test of whether the galaxy is old or young. And in fact, okay. the results that we observe um, is for the universe being very one. For example, the number of observable supernovas predicted if our galaxy were billions of years old is about seven and uh, seven thousand, seven and a half thousand, something like that. Of supernova we should observe. So let me but just if- let me just clarify this in my head i'm just trying to follow along here because i'm i'm not super technical but what i'm hearing is if we see around seven and a half thousand supernovas like observable ones then that would give us remnants yes yeah or remnants of it then that would give us evidence or reason to believe that the galaxies and universes or the universe around us is like a billion years old Right? Is that correct? Yeah, billions of years old. That's right. Okay. But if it was only 7,000 years old, the predicted supernovas um, in our galaxy would be in the order of about 125. Okay. So young Earth theory would then say we would observe around 125, or like long-term millions of years theory would say we would observe around 7,000. So I guess the question is, how many observable supernovas do we have? We observe 205. Okay. That's way less than the 7,000. The value that we observe is very close to the predicted value for our galaxy only being about 7,000 years old. Really? That's and like a very interesting. Don't know the number and the and the rate exactly. Right. Uh, you know, there's going to be a bit of variation, but it's nowhere near the predicted number of seven and a half thousand. Right. That's interesting. And so, the, in a sense, in a sec, uh, there's about seven thousand missing supernova remnants that we should observe. Which is um, that's enough of a number that would make me call the bank up and go, "Hey, guys, we've had a serious issue." Uh, there's 7,000 numbers that I really want in this bank account, and they're not there right now. We have an issue. Yes, 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 that, that, that's, that's right. And, and so when we – another fascinating thing that has been observed, particularly as they've been getting some of the, um, the new images uh, back now, uh, from the latest probe in um, outer space. I've just forgotten its name uh, now. But what they are getting images now from the from um, uh, sort of um, stars and, and galaxies, rather, because they have to be galaxies to be big enough to observe, that are about 13 billion light years away. So according to the standard Big Bang model, of course, the, the universe... You know, there was some Big Bang. And we need to remember that science have no explanation of what it was originally it exploded, where did this energy come from, and all this sort of thing. Right. But they had the Big Bang model, 
that uh, the universe, you know, formed with an explosion about 13, somewhere between 13 and 14 billion years ago. They do calculations and come out with a number in between there. It seems like it always increases, too, because if you look at textbooks from the early 1900s and then the mid-1900s and the late 1900s and now here, the time just gets more and more to basically give an excuse for all the unexcusable things if this theory was correct. Oh, yes, that, that certainly sucks. But one of the fascinating things is now that when they analyse the data, then we should show all these stars and that just forming and galaxies just forming. But right. instead, what they're seeing is fully formed galaxies right there. In other words, if we go back, you know, if there's 13 uh, billion light years, uh, their theory is that it should be 13 billion years ago and at 13 billion years ago, that's just after the Big Bang started, that shouldn't be enough time to form the actual structures of galaxies. But what do they observe? They observe fully formed spiral galaxies. Wow. And so this is powerful evidence again that these galaxies don't have time to form, uh, even according to their theory. So it's a major, major problem uh, for the Big Bang Theory. And really, we I may have mentioned this in a program before, but if people want to look it up, it was a, um, uh, an article that was published uh, called um, Pop Goes the Universe or Pop Goes the Big Bang. I can't remember. In Scientific American. Yeah. But if you Googled those two terms. And it was an article that was published in about 2016, 2017. I'm pretty sure it was the January edition of Scientific American. And it was an article by several uh, astrophysicists, some from uh, Princeton and some from Harvard, that were pointing out that the latest um, evidence that had just come in at that time from the microwave background radiation um, showed that there were there was sort of virtually no evidence for the Big Bang. Hence the title, Pop Goes the, the Big Bang or Pop Goes... Interesting. Yeah, and one of the things is that when, one of the bases that they've assumed as the evidence for the Big Bang is what they call cosmic uh, background, uh, microwave background radiation. And... Um, uh, this is supposed to be the remnant uh, sort of heat radiation from the initial Big Bang. But when they do the calculations, it's just the black body radiation from stars has the same value. And they have another issue that if the universe is so big, there isn't enough time for this radiation travelling at the speed of light to level itself out and distrib- distribute itself um, to this low value. So there's major, major problems with the Big Bang Theory and these scientists actually point out that none of the predictions of the Big Bang Theory, and I'll emphasise this, none of the predictions of the Big Bang Theory have actually held up in terms of observable data afterwards and that the only way that they can get uh, their data to fit the uh, some observation is that they have to artificially adjust the parameters in their equations to make them fit. But once they do that, it might fit for one little section, 
it now doesn't fit for the rest of the theory. So this is a very important area to understand that there's actually no scientific evidence supporting the Big Bang Theory that's actually been proven and, and validated. And I, so this is a very important point to understand. Absolutely. And it kind of sounds like the whole web of lies are held together by ropes of sand in reality. Because once you have one you know, theory pulling one way for the carbon dating this way, it then cancels out the other one and then the other one, you know, like they just can't hold it all together because that's kind of what happens with the the kind of the crumbling pie of deception. It just, you can't hold on to it. It doesn't stick together because it's not true. Another, just a quick question. We only have about a minute here left. I want to go back to something you said about the spiral galaxies. And this is something that I've been looking into lately and it's interesting me. Are those spirals in any way similar to the Fibonacci pattern, the Fibonacci spiral? I was just wondering that because I've been seeing these Fibonacci patterns in like shells and pine cones and all sorts of stuff. And I'm just wondering, are the galaxies even having this little Fibonacci pattern in any way? Yeah, okay. That's a good question. I hadn't um, thought about that. Um, and something yeah, we could look into in terms of the way the spiral arms are, are located. Um, it's a simple mathematical relationship, of course. Of course. Uh, and so um, it's, um, you know, it wouldn't be surprising if the arms of the spirals did fit that pattern. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know uh, for sure. What we do know is that they <clears throat> there is a rate at which they wind up and so forth. Um and this is, um, again, the evidence that we have is that these galaxies can't be anywhere near as old right. as the Big Bang Theory would want to have them. No, that, that's really, honestly, that's really exciting to me because it, it, even for a non-believer, like we have, we have a lot of Christian uh, listeners, but even for non-Christians, I think it's important for us to recognize and understand that the Big Bang is just a theory. That's all it is. It's just one of many theories. And I believe that there's so much evidence for not only young Earth, but young creation, like young universe even, like when you see around things as well too. And I don't know the exact uh, number of that because that's a whole other story, but there is a lot of evidence for a young Earth. And I think it's important for us to bring that to the attention of our listeners for them to recognize, you know, the Bible tells us how the earth came into existence and we have a uh, an amazing creator god who has put that all together for us and that certainly fits the data what we observe thank you so much john for joining us right here on the breakfast show for faith fm thanks for being a part of the faith fm family join our community on facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM